0: Hello world, this is Colby Abbas on KTWHLP 99.5 FM in Two Harbors, Minnesota and streaming online at ktwh.org. Welcome to Energetic Talk, brought to you by a partnership of Clean Energy Resource Teams and Two Harbors Community Radio. I'm excited to bring you conversations about clean energy and get your questions answered by our guests from near and far. Today, I'm talking with Virginia Moody-Rudder about Clean Energy Economy, Minnesota. Well, Virginia, welcome to the show. I'd love to have you start by just introducing yourself and sharing what your interest is with clean energy and what your role is at Clean Energy Economy, Minnesota.
1: So I am Virginia Moody-Rudder, and I am Clean Energy Economy, Minnesota, or SEAM, Manager of Community Relations. What that means is that I I work with our members in the broader community to help tell the story of the importance of the clean energy industry in Minnesota and work to provide great opportunities for our members to connect and learn and then to grow our industry here.
0: Cool. Very neat. So... In a nutshell, what does Clean Energy Economy Minnesota, or SEEM, I guess is how you pronounce the acronym, um, do in the clean energy space?
1: Our executive director, Greg Nass, started SEEM about five years ago. So we cover our niche as being the industry voice for clean energy businesses. So we are an industry-led nonprofit. Uh, We have about 40 or so members and they range from small startup companies up to fortune 100 and 500 companies and we focus our attention here in Minnesota looking at you know the the ways that policy impacts our clean energy businesses and then also you know the helping to as I said tell the story of how um, our clean energy in Businesses are impacting Minnesota. So, we have story like success stories of clean energy projects. We do a bunch of profiles of people who work in our industry. And then uh, we also do these two big reports every year one called the Minnesota State Energy Fact Sheet, which we do in partnership with the Business Council for Sustainable Energy, which is a nonprofit based in DC and Bloomberg New Energy Finance. So they give us a lot of data and kind of distill it into a report that looks at Minnesota's electricity generation um, and just the trends that have been happening there. And then we also do one called um, Clean Jobs Midwest, which looks at, that's in partnership with um, Clean Energy Trust and E2. And that looks at the jobs in our sectors um and you know the changes that have happened
0: in the last year neat well i want to ask more about those later and i think of a clean energy business as like wind power and solar power and not necessarily like a mall retail store or something like that so like who do you all represent and how do you define a clean energy business it's
1: a good question i think the the thing that's so exciting to me about being at SEAM. Um, I had come from being more on the solar side of clean energy in my previous careers. But SEAM represents solar and wind and energy efficiency and biomass companies, um, starting also to get kind of into that advanced transportation space. So I think it's a broader umbrella than maybe some people think. that we look at the the companies that are working to you know help minnesota transition to a cleaner electricity and thermal system and you know provide all of those kinds of technologies and services on the way
0: oh that's really neat that was that was helpful with all this these businesses and i'm sure you get a lot of input from them what are they and you seeing the future of clean energy looking like
1: I think it's very bright. The highlights, I think, from our fact sheet this spring were looking at that electricity generation, like I said, and 2020 was the first year that renewables were our largest source of electricity in the state. I just think it's so cool. So we had 29% of our electricity, and that was the largest source, and that includes solar, wind, um, small hydro, biomass, geothermal. So kind of a broad technology subset there. And then zero carbon electricity was the majority of our electricity in Minnesota. So that also includes nuclear. So I think that's a really exciting trend.
0: So you talked a little bit of the kind of pretty bright clean energy future that you see. Are there things you'd like to see in that clean energy future that maybe aren't currently in the trajectory, but things that you're working towards? just um, a good
1: question. I think, you know what, to your point about challenges in hiring, um, I think that is an issue for our industry. Um, and so the more that we increase workforce training programs and other workforce development programs, the better. Um, and I think that extends beyond just solar because there's, there's such a huge market in Minnesota for energy efficiency. Seventy-five um, percent of our jobs in clean energy are on the energy efficiency side. And so, like, HVAC, um, insulation, lighting, building controls, those are really exciting and growing fields that I think are important all across our state. And then one yeah. thing that Theme is super excited about: um, we have a new program um, that is um, it's launching this year. It's called Gr- Grid Catalyst, and it's an accelerator program. So a new a new thing housed currently in Theme, and it is looking to help. Um, startup companies to find demonstration partners for new technologies that are working toward a better climate solutions, but also for our northern climate, so focused on Minnesota. Because uh, I think, you know, our, our climate here, there's a lot of variability, a lot more than in other areas of the U.S and we get really hot, and we get really cold. So looking at those kinds of technologies that can help um, and are really, like, set up for dealing with both Minnesota summers and winters is exciting.
0: Yeah, yeah. It feels like a pretty temperate place to live for me, but I don't, wouldn't want to say we're unique, but we are definitely uh, – special ecology and climate system here in Minnesota. Yeah,
1: yeah. And you know, my my husband and I, we have an air source heat pump that works for our home and that provides most of our air conditioning or all of our air conditioning that we use, but then um, most of our heating. And it goes down to like 19 degrees. And then we have a furnace that will kick in but I think, you know, there are different kinds of heat pumps that can work much lower and, you know, be effective at heating a home down to like five degrees, which I think would be a really cool technology to implement broadly across Minnesota as we look to electrify our future and, you know, fight the impacts of climate change.
0: Yeah, no, I know air source heat pumps and specifically those cloud cold climate versions are definitely an emerging trend that we're seeing within CERTs as well. So Yeah. So I know you do a lot of kind of legislative work. Are there kind of specific legislative efforts that you are currently advocating for or working on?
1: So, yes. I think, you know, the, the last session was a challenging one for um, everybody at the legislature dealing with COVID, um, focusing on the budget. And so I think we were really pleased by the progress that we made in, um, in the energy space. We had some good wins with the ECO Act, the Energy Conservation and Optimization Act that's modernizing Minnesota's really great Conservation Improvement Program, or SIP that is, you know, a lot of the energy efficiency goals that we set for utilities. Um, And we got some other really great things for, you know, new money for solar on schools, some solar training programs, um, some really great things. And I think looking at next year, one of the priorities that SEAM had was um, adopting new building codes, so my building standards, um, to help improve the efficiency of buildings in Minnesota. So that's something that we are planning to continue to work on in the, um, the upcoming session. And I think a lot of what we're focusing on right now is looking actually at the federal uh, work that's happening in the clean energy space. So at the federal level right now in the budget reconciliation bill, Senator Smith's office has put forward um, this clean electricity payment program. And then there's a bunch of other pieces um, potentially in there, like some new clean energy tax credits and other incentives to advance electric vehicles or storage um, and some different technologies there. And so we're we're watching that and you know, talking with our members and our congressional delegation to see how that federal program and those dollars could be invested in Minnesota to really advance clean energy projects here.
0: Yeah, no, that's very interesting. And so it sounds like you are a Minnesota-based organization, but you advocate on many different levels, not just the state level, but the federal level. Um, do you also kind of work at the local jur- jurisdictional level?
1: We do some information sharing for sure with the local um, local politicians. And there's so much great policy making that happens at the local level, a lot of planning um, for development, all of the code enforcement. Um, so there's a really is an important space to look at um, for clean energy projects too. And I think that's a cool thing about our membership where we have people who work at that, you know, really local level with small residential solar installations or, you know new installation for homes. And then you zoom out to bigger projects working with our utilities or, you know, large solar
0: installations, and so clean energy is happening at so many different scales. Yes, definitely. If you are just tuning in, this is Energetic Talk with Colby Boz on KTWH 99.5 FM, radio with a lake view. Today we are talking with Virginia Moody-Rutter about clean energy economy in Minnesota. So let's get back to the interview. So my understanding is that as well as the kind of legislative advocacy that you do, you also kind of work to support governments with developing regulations and policies. How does that work differ from your advocacy work?
1: So I think the way that we, um, kind of work with politicians and regulate, um, and the regulation side, um, we do, advocate at the Public Utilities Commission. Um, And so we've commented on some different dockets there, um, because that, you know, the Public Utilities Commission has so much to regulate in this space, looking at permitting, looking at how programs are administered, um, and keeping the utilities operating in the best interest of all of the ratepayers. You know, there's uh, there's just a lot happening there with easy pilot programs, with new grid modernization pieces, um, looking at different kinds of incentives, and all of that. And then I think the other way that we work with those um, those partners is just through broad education pieces. So like I said, we have a whole bunch of success stories and we have these profiles of workers who are in the clean energy space, whether it's someone working at a trucking company that moves around wind turbine pieces or you know, someone installing solar or someone doing energy efficient lighting. Um, so I think bringing those stories to legislators and helping to put faces to these kinds of projects and jobs makes our industry feel more real um, and then you know just to help to help everyone understand like these people are working in your community and making a difference locally.
0: I mean being a clean energy focused organization and kind of working within the policy and regulatory space I know regulations can be a pretty controversial topic of more or less, or finding that right balance. Um, How has Clean Energy Economy MN kind of navigated that balance of promoting regulation that works towards and supports clean energy, um, but also balancing paperwork and hoops to jump through? I think there's two
1: two big pieces that we try to think through. Um, One is... These industries are still newer, you know, solar has been around for many years. My father-in-law has had solar on his house um, down in Southeast Minnesota for at least 35 years now. So it's not a totally new industry, but it's still, you know, it's still getting its legs Um, and growing and competing with longer lasting industries like coal. Um, So I think having some incentives and just, you know, the regulations in place to help those industries grow is important to us. And then the other thing is focusing on business certainty and, you know, looking at how we mitigate risk for businesses too. So those are the kinds of ways where businesses, when they're looking to make these investments and to enter into clean energy in Minnesota, whether it's like a new manufacturing company or just a company that wants to decide if they think solar is a good investment for them, they're looking at, you know, what are the policies for how how will I get return on my investment? And, you know, what are what's the trajectory for this? And so we work to increase, Business certainty in this space in Minnesota, um, and to look at those ways that we can help to mitigate risk for our businesses. And honestly, that's why so many of these businesses are getting into clean energy. And like you look at Target and all of their big promotion or um, commitments on sustainability, 3M's commitments on sustainability, a lot of these really big companies, strong Minnesota companies are committing to sustainability because it's a good business decision. It helps to mitigate climate risk, which they have a, a responsibility to their shareholders to be looking at. So I think that's how we look at regulations.
0: Oh, that's, that's very neat. And definitely, yeah, provides that, that business side perspective that many of my listeners may not be as familiar with. I know earlier you talked about this job report that you um, put together as an organization. What are some trends and some kind of opportunities that you're seeing?
1: Minnesota has, according to our recent report, 55,300 jobs in clean energy in Minnesota. And this is a 10.5% loss. But we did have a ten percent growth in that second half of twenty twenty and which was twice as fast as the overall state job growth. So I think our industry has great potential. We had some projections from clean energy businesses that they anticipated adding jobs and growing like eight percent this year. There's a lot still happening in the clean energy industry in Minnesota. A third of these jobs are in greater Minnesota, so it's a, a pretty good um, distribution across the state. And I think you know, small businesses are really driving our jobs in clean energy. So 71% of Minnesota's clean energy businesses employ fewer than 20 people. So that's kind of, mm-hmm. that's where you see these um, these jobs. Two big highlights in terms of growth in this last year, the fastest growing sector was advanced transportation in Minnesota, and that grew 2%. And that includes like hybrids and EVs, charging infrastructure. We have some great manufacturers actually in Minnesota um, that are working on advanced transportation and they are growing. So that's a cool space. And then last year, um, wind jobs, a subsector, of renewable energy generation had an 8% growth. So I think that was partly due to the way that the production tax credit was set up last year. You know, It was, it was going to expire at the end of 2020. And then it was extended kind of in December, but everybody had planned that it was going to um, expire. So there was just this big push to get a lot of projects done. And I think that's, mm-hmm. again, one of those those ties to the importance of policies on driving investment, because the the certainty around those tax credits can help keep those jobs.
0: And so I'm interested what the kind of barrier of entry and kind of longer term outlook is for various clean energy job areas for maybe if people aren't thinking for themselves, but for their children, like what sort of Education, do people need to get these different jobs, and kind of where's the evolution heading?
1: So, I think uh, about 60%, so it's like 59% of these clean energy jobs are on the construction um, side. So that entry it can be a trade school it can be an apprenticeship program it could just be you know lots of different options there on the entry but there are jobs in clean energy in you know the finance side or in the regulations or working at a utility um, so you can have a variety of different education backgrounds whether that's school, college, trade school, um, or an advanced degree. And I think that's a really neat aspect of the industry. I think it'll be really interesting to see, you know, you and I talked a little bit before about all of the workforce development programs that are starting across the state. So, you know, Cook County has been doing really cool work for solar. I know our real um, has been working with the White Earth Nation on creating a program there. The Red Lake Nation is also looking at some cool programs. Um, there's a, a new solar installation training facility that'll be opening in North Minneapolis that got some funding through this last round. And then our union partners have some really great programs and apprenticeship um, training. So there are a lot of a lot of interest in growing this space, um, and seeing kind of how we can accelerate this clean energy transition.
0: Definitely. And I think it's also really encouraging to hear the breadth of the types of jobs that kind of fall under that clean energy category. Like obviously you think about like the solar installers or, but you don't necessarily think about just a home builder or, a repair person, handy person, that's kind of doing that right. work of efficiency of a home or the example right. you mentioned of just a truck driver that's hauling around clean energy components.
1: And then there's also the manufacturing. And you know, we have the um, solar factory up in Mountain Iron, Minnesota. There are now these companies making parts for Tesla or, you know, making electric buses in Minnesota. And so I think it's cool to see all of these companies come in and then look at the different kinds of jobs that are available in our space.
0: Definitely. So I'm wondering of what kind of you're working on, what excites you the most?
1: I think my new virtual roadshow is what I'm most excited about. Um, So this is going to be a series of presentations across the state and starting in southeast Minnesota but I'm planning to you know carry around all of our regions um and I will highlight the big takeaways from both our fact sheet and the clean jobs midwest reports and then also have a panel of local clean energy projects so for our southeast one we have very small scale solar from um so it's like a, a home solar and storage system, uh, solar installation on the fire station. And then we're like zooming out to an installation at a college and some energy efficiency projects there and at the city of Rochester. And then we're zooming out to community solar installations and talking about the benefits to both the landowner um, and the subscribers, which are in school districts. So I think I'm excited to, you know, highlight all of these cool projects that are happening across the state, whether it's an anaerobic digester at a farm or, you know, a big LED lighting project, or I don't know, some other some other projects that I'm still, still looking to highlight and to gather as my panelists. But um, I think that'll be really fun.
0: No, that sounds very exciting. So that ties real nicely into my last question of kind of what's something our listeners could do today to kind of help encourage governmental movement towards clean energy and maybe get involved with what you're doing by participating in this roadshow.
1: Sure. Yeah. Um. I'd encourage your listeners to check out our website, which is org. Uh, you can find information about those reports, you can listen to our success stories, find worker profiles, um, and then also find out information about the roadshow. So I am going to be moving up to the Northeast. I'm hoping to get all of these done um, sometime this year. So I'd love you know, for projects, if people have projects to recommend to me, please reach out or um, just join us. and. They're all virtual, so you're welcome to join all six um, or seven or, you know, whichever makes sense to
0: you. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for talking with me today.
1: Yeah, thank you, Colby. I appreciated the conversation today.
0: That was Virginia moody Rudder talking with us about Clean Energy Economy in Minnesota. Listen to this and all past shows online anytime at, at mncerts.org slash energetic talk. If you have any questions you would like answered on the show, please email them to colby at cleanenergyresourceteams.org. Thank you for joining us in Energetic Talk. Special thanks goes to Carlisle Evans-Peck for the theme song and our featured artist Pig's Eye Landing. I hope you enjoyed listening to KTWH 99.5 FM and we will tune back in next Thursday at 7 PM or Sunday at 1.30 on the air or online at ktwh.org. This is Colby Abbas signing off.